For the people of Jesus' time and culture, there were three sacred places. The temple, where they gathered to worship. The home, where they prayed and honored their family. And the land, that brought them both joy and nourishment. In each of those places, they found communion with their God. And Jesus often turned to images associated with those places, the temple, the household, and the land, to explore and and to uncover for his listeners and, and for us the meanings of his teachings. For example, we know that in more than one gospel text, he points to the cycle of nature, the planting, the growing, the harvesting, to explore the more profound mystery of death and resurrection. In the seasons of nature, we too can see those teachings unfold around us. Seeds that are planted in fields and gardens, a harvest of color and texture and nourishment. Having grown up on a farm, Mary Pat, or Mary Patrick, never forgot her roots. I'm sorry about the pun. If I'd said that to her, she would have just looked at me and have said, Did you really say that? (laughs) Almost every weekend morning, weekday morning mass, she would offer an intercession in season and out of season for farmers and for good crops. Jesus tells us that the word of God is the seed that is planted in each of us. And throughout our life, we bring that word to fruitfulness by our choices, our actions, our respective vocations, and our relationships. We are the sacred ground in which the word of God takes root. And Jesus is the gardener who gently tends to our growing pains as we shape a life of discipleship. Even in the winters of our life, when we encounter pain and suffering and grief, the tender care of the gardener is holding us in care. In our first reading, woman wisdom tells us that we are the gold of God's hand, worthy, blessed, and holy. Sister Mary Patrick was part of the sacred ground of God's creative love. She was a willing and fertile recipient of the word of God so lovingly placed within her heart. And she had a heart of gold, filled with a love that could not be contained, or should I say she chose not to contain it, but to share it so generously and with a delightfulness that was contagious. 
and she didn't give in to the limitations of the later years of her life. She would never shrink from a challenge, especially with health issues. She did not despair over limitations. <laughs> she would have pulled off a good promotion for the use of a power chair. A bit reckless, perhaps, but she was not deterred from exercising her freedom to move about. Her other sacred place in the years that I knew her would be in this chapel. And I suspect that that was true wherever she had been assigned. I'm pretty sure that she made the Stations of the Cross every day in this chapel. And she would wind her way through the aisles in that red power chair like she knew exactly when to turn and how to do it. It was amazing and inspiring to watch her. When we arranged the seating into its current formation here, I asked her where she wanted me to put her chair, because we all know that most of us are creatures of habit, and we have a chair. And in the other arrangement, she had her chair. And so she said to me, you can put it wherever you like. I'll be just fine right there. And that's how she got to be right there. That chair, in that row, every time her name is still on the chair. We're going to commission a plaque, I think, to honor there for Mary Pat. Today, today, as we gather in a variety of sacred places, we celebrate how we were and are in communion with each other because of the love that we have known for and from Mary Pat. The hospitality of God is set before us, made visible in the work of human hands, the signs and the promise of a bountiful harvest of God's love. But Jesus assures us there is another place prepared for us, an eternal banquet at the end of our earthly journey. And we are invited to that place because, as woman wisdom said, grace and mercy await the ones God has chosen. They are the elect. The life of Mary Pat was truly a blessing for all those who loved her and who will miss her presence. God has called her to that place that has been prepared, as Jesus said in the Gospel, called her to take her place at the banquet of eternal life and love. And if St. Peter asks her about a menu preference, she might sort of gently remind him with that inimitable twinkle in her eye to skip the mushrooms. <laughs> My dear friends, on this day, 
we commend our sister and our friend Mary Patrick to the risen Christ, the one whom she loved and served with dignity and grace.